0: Welcome to the DJE Podcast, where you will learn about real estate investing from real life examples. Here's your host, Devin Elder.
1: Hello and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us today. Our guest is Victor Alves. He's a real estate investor, has done a lot of things, wholesaling, single family, mobile home parks, multifamily started and runs a property management company. So there's a lot to his story there. We're going to talk about um, how he came here from Brazil on a tennis scholarship, how he got into real estate, how he started the business, how he grew it, how he got into multifamily. We spent a, a more, majority of the episode talking about mobile home parks, which was uh, illuminating for me. I've heard about this. I've got friends that are in that space, but I didn't really know anything about it. So I kind of came at it from a, a beginner's Uh, perspective, asking a lot of questions about how that business model works. And it's it's very interesting. So we do spend a lot of time talking about that, but we also talk about multifamily and growing and scaling a business and investor relations and some of those other pieces. So I hope you enjoy uh, my conversation here in the studio with Victor. Before we jump into that quickly, uh, some housekeeping here. If you're listening to the podcast, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, If you're not seeing our investment projects or you haven't really met us yet or gotten in the the system and the portal, uh, you can reach out to us at djetexas.com. You could set up a call with our team or request access to the portal to see case studies um, with the types of projects we've done in San Antonio over the past decade and get into the uh, deal flow and seeing future projects. Secondly, If you are wanting to invest in apartments and step up your participation there and become an operator and learn how to buy and run these deals for yourself or put a team together to do that, we've created apartmenteducators.com for that. So It's a full ecosystem, coaching platform, tools, connections, everything you need to go out and buy 100 plus unit apartment buildings. And we're there with you every step of the way. Our students are closing big deals, $10, $20 million projects. So exciting to be able to take folks through that and see their growth. We've also got an eight-part series, uh, eight part video series that I teach for free. If you just want to dip your toe in the water, and check it out over to apartmenteducators.com. All right, let's jump into the episode with my friend,
0: Victor Alves. Here we go. Victor, welcome. Good to see you. How are you, man? Good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. a pleasure to be here, actually.
1: Yeah. Thanks for coming to the studio. It's nice to be not on a, a Zoom call yeah. here, right? <laughs> exactly. Real it's nice
0: to see you in person. And-
1: we had a good uh, event last night
0: Yeah, the, yeah.
1: the Department Educators Meetup. That thing was pretty hopping. Huh? Yeah.
0: It was full of people and great networking, too. Yeah. And yeah. Presentation always. Oh.
1: Yeah. We got to do something for the presentation. Yeah. I think for the... Somebody that's new to it, they do it. But what I like it was like all it's all apartment people.
0: Yeah. So exactly, it's
1: none of this wholesale stuff or (laughs) all the other.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's people wanting to start, and there's other people that are already doing. But I think like from the group, you know, as Abel was like hyping everybody up there at the front, you know, the raise of hands, like there's a lot of people that were already doing it or actively like pursuing it, which is great to see in a group when you're trying to hang out
1: yeah yeah try and network and and all that stuff well hey man let's jump in on kind of your background um you haven't been on the podcast before right
0: no okay first time man (laughs) all
1: right great um well i you know Let's kind of walk through your your history of the of your real estate investment career. But I guess we can start with a little bit of background too, man. You know, where yeah. where are you from? How did you how would you come to real estate yeah. all that stuff?
0: Exactly. So, I'm originally born and raised in Brazil from yep. São Paulo. Um I came to the US uh, in a college tennis scholarship. And so I went to play tennis down in the Valley, McAllen, Edinburg area. Sure. And then, you know, I got a job in sales here in San Antonio. Worked in sales for about let's call it a year and a half or so and then um uh, my visa and some things with the, with the company didn't quite clicking, uh, ended up finding an opportunity to kind of have go on my own. And that's how I found real estate. Actually, yep. my wife dragged my butt to, <laughs> uh, to an event to learn how to wholesale and okay. flip houses. Sure. You know, I ate it up and, uh, you know, next thing you know, you're we dropping up, you know, a big chunk of change that we had and didn't have to learn how to do it. And yep. The rest is, you know, started wholesaling, started flipping a bunch of houses, and then, you know, st- starting buying some rentals, and then I was like watching you, yeah. do the apartment stuff. You know, I was like, man, I want to be a Devin is so yeah. let, let, let me take him to to uh, to. Lunch. And a so good lunch, learnt, too, yeah. man. Brazilian yeah. steak. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, trying to use all my influence there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good I lunch. I know all the meats and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so then we started that, and now we're doing – still doing the, the multifamily, but we focus a lot more on the mobile home parks. So that's, like, our right. – main focus as well
1: yeah so i mean you guys have expanded a lot and we were kind of flipping houses at the same time a few years ago exactly. where it's like we'd be flipping a house over in beacon hill and the street <laughs> over you guys would be flipping a house and yeah um that's yeah that's interesting uh interesting times. Yeah. should have bought them all kept them as rental exactly yeah i mean hindsight just, i mean it'd be like millions of dollars of equity in those it's houses sick. now yeah but uh, you got to eat too so you got to sell you know you got to sell something and keep cash coming in
0: yeah and we're when you're doing flip and wholesaling is a big you know it's it's a very inconsistent business right because you have a lot of marketing going out and yes you do have some big checks and you make good money but like there's where are those dips you have to you you don't can't really predict it very well right yeah it's hard or or you would you would think you
1: had a 50k margin on a flip (laughs) yeah, <laughs> 18k. Yeah, and it took you eight months to realize that, and you're like, "Well, yeah, 50 would have been nice." Yeah. <laughs> uh, it makes it real hard to budget, exactly for for sure. And um I always say this, but multifamily has its challenges, mm-hmm. of course. But when you can buy a deal and a week later, 100 grand of revenue comes in, mm-hmm. and then the next month, same thing. I mean just smooths out a lot of things you're going to cover your bills yeah obviously you want to get in there and optimize it but that that sure helps versus exactly. flipping or wholesaling or even development yeah. where you're hoping you're doing a multi-year project hoping for a check at the end
0: exactly a lot of cash going out mm-hmm. and you don't know where the cash is when is it coming in that's right that's the
1: key <laughs> yeah so multifamily's good because at least there's cash yeah. there's some cash coming in cash right out of the gate exactly um Cool. So you guys, you know, got into doing some multifamily, but let's talk about, I mean, you've also got the property management company. Exactly. You also got the mobile home stuff that's yeah. happened. Let's, let's talk about the mobile home stuff. I mean, I, I haven't done anything in that space. Yeah. I know it seems to be, uh, seems like people like it, but yeah. what, what got you into it?
0: So actually the, the introduction came from one of my private lenders that okay. got the bug and he says like, Hey, uh, let's go to this. Boot camp for three days here in Austin, yeah, with the fifth largest owner of mobile home parks in the U.S. and let's just check it out. And then once I did that, I was like, I understood a little bit the business model because it's technically it's a HOA mixed with a parking lot. Okay, right? you're renting the land for the residents, and then you're managing, making sure that they're staying in order and not doing anything crazy, right? Yeah, and so. um so that model attracts me a lot because you know your expense ratios are extremely low, right? And then you also your cost per for entry is is lower too, right? Yeah. You know, you're not buying 100k a door. You're buying, you know, 30 to 40 thousand dollars a pad. A pad, yeah. And where does your responsibility stop?
1: So as the, as the owner, right? Cause you're the, you, you own the dirt exactly, and you're leasing the, you're leasing the sites mm-hmm. to somebody that's putting a mobile home, which are not like that mobile. No. Yeah. I mean, we've got a single <laughs> wide on our In ranch and now. if I would have to move that thing, yeah. I know it would not be cheap. No. Yeah. yeah. Depending
0: yeah. on where you go. But like you, you say like between three to five grand minimum, depending on where you go, it's going to cost you to move those yeah. homes and it's affordable housing. And okay. so a lot of those folks don't. You know don't have that excess cash to do it, so a lot of times sure. what happens is you know they'll move and sell it either back to the community owner or they're gonna you're gonna sell it to somebody else to live in there and they get approved by the by us, yeah, so they'll just leave the the home in place, yeah and uh and just move out and, and just move it. out yeah. it's easier than paying yeah. six grand to move it exactly and then people will realize too like the mobile homes don't lose that much value you mm. know although they say like you know it's like a car and it loses value right it doesn't because it's a it's a house in essence so still housing yeah yeah so there's not it's not like the same appreciation or that you get with single family right sure sure but you don't lose that much value over time
1: That makes sense. You know, like I said, we, we bought a single wide brand new for our ranch. Mm -hmm. I was shocked at how nice it was. Yeah. That's crazy. Right. I was like, this is like a three, (laughs) it's like 1500 square foot, three bed, two and a half bath. The finish out is, looks nice, you know, white cabinets. And so that's kind of crazy. And it, you know, came with the ACE, it's turnkey. Right. But, um, but this, I bought it before kind of the big inflation hit that we saw in the last year. Yeah and i looked up that model again just to buy brand new and it had gone up $30,000 on the purchase price. Yeah. And as a per, as a percentage that was a, a, lot. a lot. That was like a big jump. Yeah. So i was like, "Huh, maybe these things, you know, do. They they, they they it's 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 housing."
0: Yeah. Right? Exactly, yeah. It's Housing. It's a house, it's, you know, and that's where where people think that there's there, there there will be some loss again just like a house if you don't keep it, but if yeah. you keep it nice and you know, you know, there's a market for it. And there's a lot more lenders that, you know, before I got in the industry that I was aware that just finances mobile homes. Right. And so that's there's there's financing available for people that want to buy mobile homes. As long as it's nicely upkept and it has, like, all the tags, yep. you know, has clean title, they can finance it. You, you have else. a whole world of lenders that play in that space. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which I wasn't 100% aware. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know
1: anything <laughs> about it. So – I, th- I, we buy land, we buy ranch land yeah. and, and do stuff like that. And I'm involved there. And I, and I'm always wondering like, why, why not just buy 20 acres off, off a highway somewhere and throw up a mobile home park? Is there barriers to doing that? hundred
0: percent. The number one barrier is city, right? Right. And County, whatever. Um, it's, it's policing it because not a lot of them like parks and not so much because of the stigma behind it, because. Lately, the stigma has slightly gone away right. because you have now like bigger and, you know, more better operators that want to actually run them as they should and have the community be nice. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like apartments, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. The,
1: the amount of slumlords out exactly.
0: there
1: <laughs> is probably decreasing because investors like us, we want to go buy it, put a bunch of capital into it, make yeah. it nice, attract tenants. Yeah.
0: And, and make a, a place that you're proud of living in. And then, but the main thing is that is revenue for the cities. Right. So uh, it'll cost yeah. let's say a kid to go to school, I don't know, twenty grand a year, whatever, you know, and they're getting what, eight hundred dollars or three hundred dollars from their taxes from their the tax revenue. From the mobile home. Uh, and they get some from the park, but it's still land, so they can't. Very bump small, it. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's I never put that together. Your tax base on a house, on a mm-hmm. two hundred fifty thousand dollar house. Yeah is going to be a lot higher than a mobile home interesting there it is yeah
0: that's 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 the truth it behind all, it all i thought it was all the stigma <laughs> yeah the, the, the stigma the stigma doesn't help either right but the real like the the honest truth that i you know a lot of it's roi on the schools. exactly yeah your tax Son
1: revenue a gun. Yeah. yeah okay um well that makes sense so and and i'd heard that that like to To make new ones is really hard, which puts a premium on the existing stuff,
0: right mm-hmm. so yeah uh I imagine it's pretty competitive, like on the on the acquisition side yeah it's 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 just like any other market I think the the benefit that we have that's a little bit different um is that there's still a lot of mom and pops out there uh, right um and there's not it's not a lot very like you know consolidated yep. just yet, and not a lot of professionals still, but the main thing there's not a lot of education. Right. Right. You know, from on the multifamily space, you know, there's, you know, lots you guys of guys and a lot of education sure. behind it. And there's not a lot of proper education in how to run and, and operate these these mobile home parks. Yeah. Which gives you once you get in and you kinda understand it, it gives you a little bit of an edge, you know, because yep. there's not a lot of people um doing it. So I think but there's a lot of big money coming in and a lot of people in the mobile home park space, you know, do funds so they'll like raise millions and then go just shop around for trying to scoop everything up. Yeah, and especially because they can get some really good deals when you know owners don't have good records. Right. And they can't you can't get back bank financing and the seller doesn't want to do it, so they buy cash, you know, clean up the books in a year, refi.
1: Nice. So yeah. you got a like you got a lot of like shoebox receipts. Yep. Nah. Handwritten <laughs> PNLs and stuff or non-existent right. L's, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, we have an RV park that we're under contract now. That one, you know, the guy at least he has a spreadsheet, but you know, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like he has, you know, six six properties in one LLC, and you know, like it's a mess, right? Like six parks. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so it's just not not a fun. Yeah, and we're only buying one of his stuff but yeah
1: right right yeah it's just kind of a mess so that sounds super mom and pop yeah exactly it's good some
0: opportunity right yeah exactly and you, so the acquisition model of it you know except when you're going like you know, 100 plus or even say 150 plus lots it's going to be mostly through brokers okay kind of like a multi world exactly but you know you still have a lot of op- opportunity to you know Uh, do the regular single family marketing of you know reaching out talking to people and yeah you know and they're building the relationship there yeah mail
1: campaigns direct to seller i mean that's the wholesaling game right build a marketing machine and buy direct from seller because um what kind of criteria are you guys looking at certain size certain size and i guess you count them by lot sizes
0: lot sizes Yeah. yeah so we look we're going by you know 40 plus lots in you know. Like near major metros in Texas or like, you know, MSAs with like at least 100 to 200 plus people. Right. Um, and then – Which is pretty sm- – I mean that's so, a lot yeah. of towns that fit that criteria. That, yeah. Right? A lot of
1: rural towns.
0: Yeah. But the main thing is like you have to – and then the industry is really a big one. Like so what's the, what's the economy or what's driving the economy in that – right specific MSA like you know oil fields are not my favorite you know <laughs> sure that type of stuff but bus. yeah yeah. and so yeah that's kind of where we're at and then also we do value add stuff so we're trying to buy and make them nicer and do um, and so there's a lot of things that on the utility side that's crazy so we don't do uh, what's it called the lagoons so the you know like a pond there yeah okay. crab, crab ponds you know, and, is they're expensive? Uh, well, yeah, because it's just because you know, it's a it's a, a poop, poop river or whatever you call it, a poop <laughs> yeah. pond. Like so, that's, those are the lagoons that they're like instead of having septic or city water, they just like pile up on a on a, a, a lake, a little right. lagoon. Yeah, inside oh, the community, that's disgusting. So we don't mess with those. Yeah, water treatment. So wait, plants, people
1: don't have septics? They go? They into the... don't.
0: Yeah. So there, there's some oh communities gosh. that will have so. There the city water city sewer is what you're always looking for right sure, sure direct either direct build or that you can build back it's easy to build back right um with not off a well, not off a well, but if it's a well or septic, you know we're okay with because you can maintain those you know wells are my least favorite I like septic a little bit better than the well, yeah uh but the but there's like for example lagoons, which is where the you know all the. Shit in the <laughs> from the park goes to this one place and it just sits there. Oh and my god, yeah. man! And then there's water treatment plants to like treat the water for the you know, for, yeah. There's some crazy. It
1: literally stuff. just flows into the pond.
0: Yep, yeah. So there's some crazy private utilities out there on the mobile home park world. Yeah, yeah.
1: That'll so. give it a stigma. yeah right. <laughs> Don't go play in the pond,
0: kid. Exactly. And so, yeah. And then so on those, like, if you get the opportunity to tap into city then great. Or if you have the budget to be able to do septic, then that's when you kind of start looking at it. Yeah. You know, we don't want to focus on these, that big of a project to go. So we try to city water, city sewer or septic and well, but not, you know, if they're both private, so septic and well, it has to be like a little bit bigger. So like 70 or something, because it gives you a little more cushion in case a septic goes bad or, you know, yep. uh, Yep. Well, something. Yeah. How are you guys going in on the
1: on the capital stack? Is it cash deal or are you able to get financing on the front end? So
0: we actually get financing on the front end. We, yeah, we one we did uh, seller finance, so that's something that that's still nice. happens. Yeah, that's good, quite a bit in the mobile Park space. space. Uh, but we get bank financing. Most of them are local banks, so you still. got gotcha. you. Personal guarantees, sure, yeah, on sure. those. But we're getting like between you know mid fours, twenty five year terms, yeah. Seven to ten year balloons, you know, fully amortized. Yeah, yeah, nice. What about value add? Like you're not touching the
1: houses, so what? You know, how <laughs> much? How much can you do? Is it a rebrand? Is it just cleaning up? Is it adding amenities? What? 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 Can, what levers can you pull? Yeah,
0: so there's a few different types of parks. So like the value add comes with in, the biggest value add in parks is infill, which is okay. vacant pads and either doing very great marketing and yep. finding people to put their homes there or are you actually going out there and buying the homes, putting in the community and selling them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the whole thing, you yeah. buy the, you you buy the home, buy it, it there, sell it either. You can sell or finance it sure. yourself, or you can just sell a cash or find a lender to finance it for you and yeah. kind of be out of it. Um, so that's, uh, and that's also kind of a different revenue stream that some people add to the the park, yep. you know, seller financing some and get an. Into- Additional cash without having to do the work. The yep. second value add is like you can buy a community like we did the one in San Antonio that came with like 34 homes. That's they were renting it out. Right. And so the value add there is you convert all of them into tenant owned homes. So now you reduce a lot of your cost. Yep. And you know, the value like people like that better. So your cap rates end up compressing a little bit because it's all tenant owned. Right. Right. Um, right. Build back, simple thing also with, you know, multifamily. Build back utilities, um, rebranding, improving, like, roads. uh, But most of it has to do with those three forms of, uh, you know, the community upgrade, infill, and converting everybody into uh, lot renters, not...
1: Uh, home renters. No, right, not home renters. What are you guys doing on the um, you know, if you're bringing investors into a project, what what's like a return profile you're looking for? Is it similar to multifamily like mid teens IRR or is there is it radically different?
0: Well, yeah, so you'll the nicer stuff that you'll find, it's very similar to multifamily. I think you can get in in, in the cap rate a bit higher. Sure. You know, maybe six. Yeah. Yeah, a couple points higher. Yeah. But um you're looking at you know, uh, what was the question again on the oh just like
1: return you know
0: if you're bringing investors on yeah what are you looking what are you trying to get them their returns yeah so yeah. you on our on our pro formas we're trying to get you know so it's a longer term play so we have like a three to five year refi event which okay. most of the time we can refi 100 percent of the initial Ew, capital that's amazing and then you know hold it for 10 year and then exit. Or you know whatever we want to do at the time because we're going in a smaller group so I'm not syndicating them because we don't have anything right. that big enough to have to syndicate yeah just like a joint venture yeah simple exactly yeah I like that and so uh, so then we can kind of choose what to do but most of the time you're looking at you know twenty you know twenty percent if you were to exit twenty two percent you know. That's that's a win. Call yeah. that a lot of win. That's great. Yeah. What about depreciation? Is there is there any? It's just the dirt, right? So there is depreciation, yeah. not as sexy as multifamily, sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but you still have infrastructure, roads. Yeah. You know, uh, anything that's under the the dirt. You know, if your meters, you know, you might have some communities have office pools. You know, the amenities component of it. Yeah. You can always write those off, but it's not as significant as you know multifamily
1: right where you're cataloging every everything yeah (laughs) it's got its own depreciation schedule um well okay this is cool and thank you for sharing this i'm learning a ton what what about like the management side and what does that
0: yeah you know if you're
1: you're just i mean you got the hoa piece but yeah what's the what's the management of you know 50 or 100 units look like
0: yeah i think you know um right now like you have to just understand that a lot of your clientele is like one tire pop away from not being able to pay their hey, bills, their sure. bills. Yeah. And so you have to be a little bit more lenient, but firm at times with them. Right. Um, and also you have to, uh, you know, at when you're getting into the value add, you're going to take out a lot, especially if a lot of mom and pops and they didn't really care about the community. There's yep. a lot of, you know, people that you don't want there, um, you know, bad folks so you have to deal with taking those out and then dealing with either if they own their own home then you have to go through
1: an eviction process yeah eviction
0: process but the abandonment process too which because if they leave their home most of the time they do yeah you have to get an abandonment of title and then you know be able so you can be able to resell it and right so
1: eviction process in texas is pretty um pretty landlord friendly yeah so it happens like in weeks sometimes yeah. it, the abandonment process is that six months or what? It'll, t- it'll
0: take a while so you, you're, yeah. your your best bet is to try to like offer anything to buy the home and just get a bill of sale and a you know and then you can get the title cleaned up everything yep. later just buy it uh, buy it from them yep uh because abandoned time can take like three to six months sometimes longer sure depending on the situation but the eviction process in the parks is very similar, but you, when they're tenant-owned, it'll take a little bit, like, an extra 10 days to evic- to be able to start the eviction. Right. right? Because typically you'll send a notice – you have to send a notice of, you know, 3 to 10 days depending on, you know, what fle- fees you want to collect or not when you're doing the eviction. Sure. And then you have to send another 10 days with a notice again for them to be able to, like – because they own their home. It's a bit different to just – pack their stuff and leave on the rental. So there's like a 20 – I'd say like a 13-day to 20-day process before you can actually start the eviction. But when you start the eviction, then it's the same thing. Right. You know, go to court, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I imagine it's kind of like some of these apartment communities take over, and there's just some of the tenant base maybe not paying, or there was no screening
0: process, Mm -hmm. right? So – there's In kind our screening of a, process, or no leases? Oh, we got a lot of no leases. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I remember one time we were turning this like crazy beat up property, not too far from yeah. here. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, the was it Lex Lexus? Yeah, you know? Nexus. Nexus. And I uh, I had a lease, and I go and I knock on the door, and these three guys that look like they all <laughs> just got out of jail. I'm like, which which one of you is John Smith? And they were like, looked at each other. They're like, "Who's John Smith?" And I was like, "All right, all yeah. y'all get out of here! I'll yeah. get out! Of here. Everybody out! Yeah. No lease, no... Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, it's crazy, man. Yeah. But, um, but the the day to day management, though, I mean, there's not people are responsible for their own yeah. spots, right?
0: When, yeah. Once you get once you get them all to be ten own home, you know, we have two of those right now. It's very simple. So, you know, maintaining yep. the maintaining the community itself and then just basically your collection, right? You are collecting, yeah. following up, you know, making sure a lot of times we're seeing right now the pattern, you know, I don't know how it it, it is exactly for you guys on, on your old management, but yeah, you know, up until the fifth, you know, maybe collect I don't know, twenty percent of the oh, rent. Right. Yeah. And then by the fifteenth we collect like eighty percent of the rent. Yeah. And then by at The end of the month, we collect
1: close to a hundred
0: close to a hundred or a hundred some of the parks we collect a hundred percent
1: so is is your late fee line item late fee income line item just huge every month
0: yeah it there's yeah well because we don't have like yeah we always have like a little bit, and then sometimes we'll again because we're trying to work with them, if sure. they give us like some heads uh you know some head start, we'll kind of cut them some slack yep. um because again the people you're dealing with are you know a little bit more. Income sensitive, I would mm-hmm. say. So that's what we try to we try to do the right thing, right?
1: Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you want to, but at the
0: same time, you also want to teach them a lesson whenever they're starting to get too too loosey goosey <laughs> right with their right. stuff.
1: So let's talk about the management company. Yes. You know, and did you start that out uh, out of the, the mobile home business? Did you? Because you guys are managing what, like, a hundred and fifty
0: yeah. doors or something? One hundred and fifty units right now that we're managing, which is crazy to think because you know we started we started the management company late. 19. Okay. Um we were managing our own stuff before, but like we started like managing for other people. Yep. Um and so the reason we started it was just I couldn't find any, like any good management company that like didn't charge you like an excess amount of fees and upcharges on everything. Yep. And then the second thing was that we were we were getting into the park business and I also couldn't find anybody that would want to do that right and so we're like okay let's just build our own and then we can make it you know we can scale it um better and so for what you need for what we need and be able to be more a little more nimble and then our clients benefit from the fact that what i would say is like we have like a big chunk of that 150 units are our you know properties right so we get to test stuff on our stuff yeah and then you get the benefit of of that right? right so and we and we also are cautious in the way that you know i think as our client's property is mine right so i'm like yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't, I wouldn't do that like obviously if they, if you're the client you want to do whatever you want to your property it's up to you but i'll say like hey i wouldn't do that if it was you i would do this and i kind of advise them and you know we try to make sure that we're negotiating prices the same way we negotiate for ourselves yep. and the benefit comes in that
1: yeah, it's yeah. like you're treating the whole portfolio like your portfolio, My own portfolio,
0: right? exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that, so. that, that makes sense. So you guys are have like a pretty diverse uh, set of assets that you're managing. Single mm-hmm. family, multifamily, mm-hmm. mobile home, home parks. parks. You know, is this like statewide, Texas-wide, or no. all Central Texas? Yeah, so
0: all everything that we are managing right now, uh, the furthest one is in Uvalde. Everything okay. else is close here to San Antonio. So one, 70, 80 miles, right? Yeah, so it's not – we're not going – you know, we have like – our acquisition plan for the parks is Texas wide. Sure. But if we get into a market and we feel like we're running it good, then we might open that as an option
1: to expand, to in expand
0: that, market. that market. But right. right now it's San Antonio area, you know, and and a com- everything around it, right? Yep. That yep. we can reach.
1: Do you guys have pure third party clients where you're managing something just for someone else? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay.
0: About 40. Forty some units now that are uh, just just clients. third party. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, that helps with a little bit of revenue. and yeah. to keep the company going. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, well, I I say this in a selfish way with I'm talking to clients. It feels like like we we are we open the clientele the third party yeah. to be able to allow us to build a better team. Yep. To manage our stuff, but then also you get the benefit of we managing better your things, right? Yep. So,
1: yeah, because it's, it's hard, kind of hard to scale sometimes a management company. It's like you need to bring on a whole other person mm-hmm. and a whole other salary and benefits. Yeah. But, you know, you, you bringing on twenty more units might not cut that. Right? Yeah. So you kind of you have to start to get a little bit of scale. Exactly. To do, we've done the same thing with our management company. It's like, boy, once you start to get a little bit of scale, you can afford some proper payroll yeah. for the team, and that that helps uh, a lot. Helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> helps a ton. Helps a ton. Yeah. So what are you guys um what are you thinking here for, you know, the year ahead? Is it is it are you all in on mobile home parks? Are you trying to get a little bit of everything? I and mean, what's your acquisition kind of thoughts on, yeah. on that stuff?
0: That's a great question. So yeah, for us right now, our main acquisition focus is mobile home parks. Yep. That's our, you know, number one acquisition focus. And the second focus is keep growing our, you know, clientele for the property management. Sure. Right. Um, the other Component of it is you can get in great partners, you know, people like you and other guys that were actually at the meeting there, mm-hmm. you know, networking with them and, you know, being involved in, in the multifamily deals Sure, in that way. So I don't have to be actively submitting offers and networking there, but at the same right. time I can, you know, get involved with the deals. Sure. As yeah. Well. Get on
1: to partnerships. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. And that, and that scales. Um, yeah. I love it, man. Well, Victor, thank you for yeah. sharing the story and giving give me a little insight of mobile <laughs> home parks. As the most I've ever learned about mobile <laughs> home parks, it's so a good, There's as a a good lot. starter.
0: There's a lot to learn, but yeah, you know, yeah. but it's cool.
1: Yeah, that's good. Uh, if somebody listening wants to connect with you, what's the best way for that?
0: Well, the best way is you can email me at victor at and that's v e c n o capital dot com. All right. Or you can just uh, reach out to me on social media, Victor yeah. Alvis or go to our, you know, website you know, com.
1: Okay, cool. We'll link to that in the show notes. If you're Thank listening, you just click the click the link there. Um awesome. Victor, thanks man. I appreciate hey, it. Wish my you pleasure. guys uh success in the year ahead. Thank you. Same to you. All right.
0: Thank you for listening to the DJE podcast. For more information, please go to djetexas.com.